welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Goviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Innocent Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how you doing? I am doing great, but I am going to make a disclaimer for our listeners tonight. Right off the bat. Go ahead. We're, we're talking about food again. So if you haven't eaten, <laughs> go grab a snack before we get started. Well, this we- is going to be... All food and lots of it. <laughs> well, we're talking about food, but it's it's with a, a unique twist, as things tend to be, you know. And coming out of the pandemic, this is something that people were clamoring for, right? And we've we've done a number of shows of things coming back. Tonight is is really going to be all about character dining at Walt Disney World, something that I know people absolutely adore, and I'm really excited to hear your opinion and your expertise on it. I'm excited to talk about it because, as you said, it did come back shortly after the reopening, but not in a format that we were used to. The restaurants opened with no characters. Then they opened with less characters and socially distanced characters. Now, with very little exception, it's back the way that we know it and absolutely love it. So obviously we recognize there are people that are listening that are visitors that have been there a thousand times but there are people that are listening that have never done character dining experience so let me just kind of throw that to you knowing those two different types of listeners that are are with us today or tonight or whenever they're listening tell us what do you think about character dining i love it for our family i love it for our clients because while i hate to say this it's a great use of your time most character dining, with one exception, is four to five characters. They'll come to your table, they'll do autographs, they'll take photos, and you're getting your meal in. So you're getting that break and saving four to five character lines. And for folks that that's a big part of their vacation, that is a significant amount of time, especially because you're inside of a park, which you don't necessarily have to be in this instance. That is true. The other thing I will say is it tends to be a little bit louder in some of the character dining locations some extra movement and things and so if you've got little ones who have some meltdowns they tend to not be very noticeable as opposed (laughs) to if you're sitting at fine dining and signature experiences this is a great way with a bigger crowd that you're just not sure where they're going to roll all right cool so break it down for us what what is it that we need to know about the entire experience of character dining There's a lot of things to consider, believe it or not, before making those reservations. The first is, please pay attention to the characters and the character dining. We often get requests for a specific restaurant at a specific time. And when I'll ask the client about it, they'll say, oh, well, we definitely want to see Stitch. Well, some restaurants only have the characters at breakfast or only have them at dinner or have different ones at breakfast or dinner. So make sure you actually know what you're getting so that you get what you think. The other thing that we've talked about in a lot of our shows is there is no resort to resort transportation. So I often love to plan with clients maybe on a later arrival day or you've got that two o'clock flight. So you're not going to go into a park that last day, but you're going to maybe fit in a character (laughs) meal because it's a great way to end but there is no resort to resort transportation. So if you're doing an out of the park dining experience, which is great, there's no park ticket required, you are gonna need to figure out the amount of time to allocate or consider 
taking an Uber, a Lyft, a minivan, something to get you there in about 10% of the time. Well, especially too with some of these meals that are breakfast, right? Trying to get to there in the morning. It's not as if you necessarily can rely on Disney transportation in the way that you might if it was a dinner. So travel specialist is definitely a key to figuring that piece out. Most definitely. Okay, what else? The other thing to think about is that we say it over and over again with the Disney theme park reservation system. Which we love. We all love. We all know and love. Yes. We all love. Um, Some of us are hoping that that's going to be our (laughs) holiday present, that it will be gone. Yes. But it is still here. And so you must have a theme park reservation to enter the park. A dining reservation without a theme park reservation will leave you you paying that wonderful no-show fee and being very disappointed. And a lot of folks that are, this is their first time going with a, a, a reservation type of thing. They don't know that. They don't know that they need to have park admission to get into, you know, a dining reservation inside of a park. So another reason to go to a travel specialist, but you're kind of giving us that information right now, which is, which is perfect. And the last thing to know is that there are no characters guaranteed specifically at any dining experience. So you will have characters, but for the example I gave, you're going to see Lilo and Stitch, there could be a day when they're not there and they're going to replace them with somebody else, but it may not be the character that you're looking for. Well, and we had this similar conversation when we talked about Akershers, right? When we talked about the specific princesses, is that you you can't guarantee who it's going to be. And in that particular instance, you were able to guarantee who it's not going to be. But this is subject to change. Characters are subject to change. And you just have to be prepared for that, correct? Exactly. All right. So I know one of the questions that comes up often when I'm talking to folks about character dining, and I get these questions a lot. I'm sure you get them even more than I do you know, are all meals the same? What kind of meals are they? Disney had a tremendous history of a lot of buffets and that's kind of changing. So I guess let's shed some light as to what some of these character dining experiences are from a, from a dining perspective. Are they all the same? They are not. And as you said, things constantly change. That is the one thing that we can count on with Disney. And that is part of Walt's legacy because they are always looking to give the best experience. So with the character meals, there are three different types of meals besides times of day, obviously. There's what we call the prefix meal, where it is a set price per person. You will get an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert, and here is your menu, and go. Right. Then there is what we call all you care to eat, They're going to bring it out family style. And when you are done, or even when you're not done, you can say, we would just like more chicken and more mashed potatoes or more salad. They will bring as much food as you want, but they start with a specific portion. That was the type of, that was the type of dining we saw that was coming to life really kind of before the pandemic. And then the pandemic kind of made that a staple of what they're doing. So they've, they've kind of retained it. Um, They're getting rid of it at some of the places that they had brought it into and gone back to the buffet because the buffet definitely offers a bigger variety. Got it. Um, But there are places where that is what works from the layout, um, one of those examples is in Epcot at the Garden Grill. Has always been that 
that family style. Yeah. They just don't have room for a buffet there. Yep. So, but it, but is there a buffet option at some of these locations that have character dining? There are. There are lots of buffets that have come back. And the thing to keep in mind is it is what it is. So it's not like you're going to go somewhere and you can opt for the all you care to eat and I'm going to have the buffet. The <laughs> correct, restaurant correct. Is, is what the restaurant is. Right. Okay. So, you know, while you were setting us up here, you were talking about a couple of the things that we needed to know. And one of them was that, you know, resort to resort transportation. So there are plenty of these character dining experiences that are not inside the park. So I'd like to talk about those first, if that's okay with you. Give us a breakdown of what these character dining experiences are outside of the theme park. I'd love to. And again, you're going to hear me talk not only about where they are and what they are, but as I said earlier, when they are. Right. Because it is not an across-the-board answer to when they are. So I'll start with the example I gave earlier of Ohana at the Polynesian. That's Lilo and Stitch and Friends. Only breakfast has the characters there. And that is one of the all-you-care-to-eat meals. Great Mickey waffles and great view of the castle. Yeah, awesome location. Okay, what else? Topolino's. In Riviera Resort, again, breakfast only for characters. And you're going to hear when I talk, you're going to hear a lot of Mickey, Minnie, and friends at the dining. That does make up about 80% of the meals, so plenty of opportunities to see Mickey. We've talked in previous episodes that you can find Mickey dressed very differently. And every one of these meals, you will find Mickey and friends dressed differently thematically to fit in. Topolino actually has some of my favorite outfits on the characters. Um, and they are a prefix menu. But if you're really nice to your server and you can't make up your mind, they've been known to bring an extra portion of something for you. <laughs> and a really cool experience too, to play a couple bit of music. The characters are walking around. They stop at every one of your tables. Beautiful view. Once you're finished, you can kind of walk out there and, and the bread the bread or pastry service that they have with it. Dynamite. <laughs> Dynamite. Definitely excellent. And one that has a great option for those that are gluten-free. I know we talk about food allergies all the time and everybody really accommodating that. But as Jeff said, this is one of those places where they bring out a pastry basket. And it's really one of the only places that I've seen them bring out a gluten-free basket like not here's your one Udi's muffin and this is what you get a real choice which for those of you who are gluten-free or have somebody gluten-free in your family you know how exciting that is for them to actually have choices can you tell we like Topolino can you tell <laughs> <laughs> all right what else outside even of the park say that it's on the sky gondola system <laughs> no you actually left that out which is surprising for you so that's good but we got a couple more so let's hit them Cape May Cafe at the Beach Club, again, breakfast only, is going to have Minnie and friends in their beachwear, really super cute outfits for the characters there. And if you can get your way over there on an Epcot day, walk right into the back of Epcot. So easy access there. Okay. Keep going. Chef Mickey, depending on the time of year, three meals a day, sometimes just breakfast and dinner. That's going to be over at the Contemporary, which is on the monorail loop. So if you're looking to ride the monorail, but you really don't have a reason, you can always ride it with no reason just to take a little bit of time. But head over to Chef Mickey is 
see what it's like. I think, you know, as a young kid, that obviously was one of the original hotels. We call it the A with the monorail that runs through it. You kind of are in awe of eating and watching the monorail come by. I think the monorail is as much of an attraction running overhead as the characters there. Well, and a couple of things based on the ones that we've just mentioned right off the bat is you've got Ohana and Chef Mickey both on the the monorail line. You've got Topolino and Cape May, which are both accessible through the Sky Gondola. I wouldn't necessarily say Cape May Cafe has it. It doesn't have a stop, but it does have the stop at Epcot. So there are a couple of different ways to get there. We had talked about resort to resort transportation, but the this is another way to do it depending upon where you're staying. Obviously, that's a, that's a big factor. Uh, a couple more out of the park. Storybook Dining over at Wilderness Lodge. That one, when it opened a couple of years ago, was really unique because it brought us characters that we hadn't seen. As I said, the majority of these meals are Mickey, Minnie, and friends. And this is going to give you Snow White, Dopey, and the Evil Queen. Great restaurant. That is one of those prefix options as well. And so much food. A three-course appetizer and a three-course dessert, as well as your entree. And what- that one is dinner only. So again, plan really well. You can leave the Magic Kingdom and take the boat over. You can do it on a day that you're park hopping. Leave a park. You can always get on a bus to any resort. So leave the park, take that Wilderness Lodge boat, have your dinner, and then go out back and take the boat over to Magic Kingdom and end your night with fireworks before you head back to your own resort. And Sorry, I almost cut you off there, but I was going to say one of the things I like so much about these outside-of-the-park experiences is it gives you an opportunity to look at some of these other resorts that you're not staying at. So if you're not somebody that's staying you know, at the Contemporary, but you've always wondered what it's like to be inside of that, Booking Chef Mickey allows you to see that, similar with the Wilderness Lodge, and it gives you an opportunity to kind of walk around and absorb what those resorts are so that maybe on a future stay, you're like, I, I definitely want to be there. So I can't and recommend I that enough. And I guarantee if you do that this time of year, you will want to stay at Wilderness Lodge as <laughs> the Christmas great tree, sure. as the holiday decorations are everywhere. There is just something so natural that connects you with Wilderness Lodge that you're like, my family's going to come back here for the holidays <laughs> next year. All right. So is that it for Out of the Park? Yes, but no. Um, it is all that is open right now. We decided we didn't want to hold off on this episode anymore. There are two other Disney resorts that feature character meals that have not reopened. At Grand Floridian, the 1900 Park Fair does a breakfast that is Mary Poppins, Alice, and Mad Hatter and Friends, a buffet, as well as a buffet dinner that is Cinderella, Prince Charming, Fairy Godmother, and the Stepsisters. Also, Trattoria El Forno at the Boardwalk. I'm really hoping that one comes back really soon. Um, you have you have mentioned that a couple of times. <laughs> that is absolutely something that, that you are one. looking for. It's the only one that has princes and princesses. And so that's why I love it because, well, our boys will all love the meals once they're there. Mm -hmm. It is something that they love to connect with the princes. The last thing is, and this is really unusual to find, but there are three different instances that I can think of where Disney partners with some of their local 
good neighbors, deluxe resorts that are non-Disney owned to bring a character meal. Okay. Um, one is the Four Seasons, one is the Swan, and then there's a good neighbor on Hotel Plaza Boulevard. Okay. Typically, those aren't going to be my top recommendations because, as I mentioned earlier, with the exception of Be Our Guest, all of these character meals have four or five characters. When they partner with those outside locations, typically it is two characters and they're really kind of hard to slot into your schedule. Even though I said to you, like, this resort only has dinner or this one only has breakfast, they are seven days a week. Right. The ones that are at the outside hotels are one or two days a week and one meal. So it really takes a lot of planning to hit that perfectly. Okay. So you had mentioned Be Our Guest, which is kind of where we're going now because we talked about the stuff that was outside of the park. Let's talk about the stuff that happens inside the theme parks. Well, we'll start where it all began in the Magic Kingdom, which oddly enough, while they do have more limited dining in my mind than many of the parks, they offer the most character dining. Right. So Crystal Palace, an absolute favorite of so many, say that word to people who have been often and they will say to you, oh my gosh, the French toast. So they are (laughs) definitely a breakfast location as well as lunch and dinner. They have Winnie the Pooh and Friends, and one of my favorite activities, again, you talked earlier about places that bring out music with the characters. They do the Hip Hip Hooray Parade, and we always have a great time at the Crystal Palace. I'm also going to suggest, if you're thinking of the Crystal Palace, we have an early episode of the show where we had a guest that gave us kind of the history on different things built in there, and the history on the building of Crystal Palace is awesome. So check the show notes and take a listen to that link if you haven't heard it before, because it is a great show and a great place to eat. So I know you've got a couple more in Magic Kingdom. What do you got? Cinderella's Royal Table, that restaurant hidden away up in the castle. And that is, of course, going to be Princesses. Um, I will say we very often, when we get asked about Cinderella's Royal Table, we have people who say it's a great fireworks location. I think it's a great fireworks location if you're lucky enough to be seated by a window and you're looking for that awesome engagement photo of the two of you looking at each other and a firework in the window. (laughs) It is definitely not the ideal fireworks location in my mind. It is nice that it is three meals a day. And again, that is one of those prefix menus that we had talked about earlier there. And then I think the last one you you casually mentioned as we were talking before is Be Our Guest, correct? Yes. And I'm going to do a little bit of kind of backwards on Be Our Guest. Okay. Again, this is the reason that we always say if you're not working with a travel planner, which again, we're free. I don't know why you're not, but some of you don't. That's okay. Um, Read very carefully before you make reservations because people are constantly getting information in Facebook groups and it's constantly wrong. And Be Our (laughs) Guest is one of those examples. When they opened, I loved breakfast and lunch in there. You didn't get the character meet, but you got inside Beast Castle. You got to explore and see it all. And you did it on a fast food price. When they reopened about a year and a half ago, They are now lunch and dinner only and only with a prefix menu. So again, that means there's no 
sharing, every person pays that price and gets that three-course meal. It is the only character meal, as I alluded to before, with just one character, and that is Beast. He will make an appearance through the main ballroom, and he is available for pictures in the library. If you've got a little bit of courage in you, I encourage you to ask him to waltz and have your cameras ready as your little <laughs> one does it. It is priceless. <laughs> so speaking of priceless, one of my best character dining experiences comes as we transition over to Epcot and the Garden Grill. And I know that uh, there are a couple of different stories that people can tell from this experience, but give us a little bit of a breakdown of the Garden Grill. Of course. And that's another example of a change. Garden Grill is no longer serving breakfast. We're desperate for them to have it back. My nephew will tell you, home of the best cinnamon buns on property. <laughs> um, they do lunch and dinner. Again, that all-you-care-to-eat family style. You're going to have Farmer Mickey and friends. And one of the neat things, again, we alluded to this in an earlier episode, but the Garden Grill is a revolving restaurant, and it does use some of the produce that is made in Living with the Land. And there is a part where you are going around that you will actually be able to peek into the attraction. A lot of fun, a lot of interesting scenery to look at as you're, as you're looking down at the attraction. Uh, the next experience that we have, we did a whole show on very recently, which is Akershus. And that is princesses. It is so well loved. Again, as we said last week, five princesses. And it also had a big change. It used to be, Pipe buffet, pipe menu. Now it is that prefix meal. So set appetizers, set desserts, and choose a main course. But lots of fun there. Heading over to Hollywood Studios, what do we got? Hollywood Studios has Hollywood and Vine. And this one is probably going to require more details than any other one that we've talked about to make sure you're getting what you want. It serves breakfast. And again, they are now back to a buffet. And for breakfast, you're going to have the Disney Junior characters. So currently, people like Doc McStuffins and Sophia the First are going to be there. For lunch, again, we're back to Mickey and Friends, but this is the only Mickey and Friends that has four different seasons of costumes. So it is called Mickey uh, Hollywood and Vine Seasonal Dine. Depending on the time of year, they're going to be dressed for Halloween. They're going to be dressed for Christmas. They're going to be dressed for Easter and then for summer. One of the other things that I love about this restaurant is always how to get the most value out of things. And Hollywood and Vine is the only character meal currently that gives you the option of a dining package. And you can pre-book it very specifically. It's going to be different on the app than just Hollywood and Vine. In fact, you can't book the packages on the app. You have to be on a computer. But you can book your meal with a guaranteed Fantasmic admission. And you're going to see when you book it, if there's two shows, it's going to tell you what time the show is. You're going to get a sticker and you're going to be among the first to enter the theater to see that show. So a great way to kind of kick things up a little bit. And yes, Fantasmic has returned. Go and listen to the show that we did where you broke that down for us too. Also very recent busy. Very, very busy. Uh, let's close it out with our fourth gated animal kingdom. Tusker House. Again, Mickey and Minnie and friends on safari. 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So a great way to get in a character meal, depending on how your plans run. And I will say this one is a buffet. It definitely has the kids station where you will find a lot of people eating that aren't just kids. <laughs> a spot where you can get, you know, what was pizza, mini hot dogs, mac and cheese, all those basics. But there is on the main buffet, it's a great way to get kids and adults to try some new things, a little bit more of that African flair. And I know it's super popular to pick a breakfast time, but pretty late so that you sit down and you have breakfast. And while you're having your breakfast and the characters are coming around to the table, they're switching over to the lunch menu. And so when you go back for seconds, you're getting all new food. There you go. That sounds like my kind of experience. <laughs> the more variety, the better. What haven't we covered today? Be aware of those around you. They really do a great job of making sure the characters get to every table. They'll ask you to seat your kids on the outside so that they're easiest to have pictures with characters. If you haven't seen a character and you're ready to leave, you can either ask any waiter or waitress or you'll see at all of the character meals, there are character attendants. Just wave one of them down and say to them, we didn't get to see so-and-so yet. They will either tell you to wait right there and they will bring you to your, they'll bring them to your table or they will ask you to wait by the vestibule and they'll bring them out front to you. But they will make that happen. Please don't make it happen by bum. visiting somebody else's table. <laughs> yeah, bum rushing somebody else's experience. They we do a great job of getting to you. And I will say, if you want to have some fun with the characters, think about it in advance and be prepared. We've been known to bring dog bones when we're meeting Goofy and Pluto little jars of honey for Winnie the Pooh, acorns for Chip and Dale. They will really take the time and interact with you. If your kids want to draw them pictures, you can definitely create more of an interaction. That's up to you. Well, and it's a really cool experience, you know, especially if you're someone like me who has, who has small children, but isn't necessarily down with waiting online for a character meet. This sometimes can be an opportunity to to check two boxes. One, get those really awesome character interactions, and two, get a good meal in the process. So I thank you for taking the time this week to break it down, Sandy. I know there's a, a million options as we've we've laid them out. Enjoy the rest of the week. It's my pleasure. I'm going to go grab a snack now. That's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.